All right, guys, welcome to the Investor's Guide to Memphis Real Estate. I'm Dean Harris, your host, as always. I'm with Douglas Skipworth. How are you? Hey, man, doing great. We're bringing you this podcast today to give you the boots on the ground experience to become a successful real estate investor here in Memphis. Please like and subscribe to the Investor's Guide of Memphis Real Estate on YouTube. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Show sponsors are listed on the screen below. We could not be doing the show without them. Yeah. Super grateful for their participation and support in this show. Um, be sure to call them and use them. Really, really happy to have them involved. Zoom calls. I pause the Zoom calls. We uh, we had some attendance, but not a ton of it. If you guys want those Zoom calls back every Thursday, shoot me an email, Dean at CrestCore.com. Yeah. I help buyers and sellers every day here in Memphis. So if you mm -hmm. need to sell anything or you're looking to buy uh, any investment property here in the city, Dean at CrestCore.com, I can help you get started. Have another deal of the week this week. Oh, nice. I'm excited to bring you yeah. that. Uh, 5009 Bringlewood Cove. Bringlewood Cove. 38118. Mm -hmm. Three bedroom, two bath, 1,383 square feet. Uh, the list price is 110000 Maybe a little high right now. Mm -hmm. We've got about 25000 in rehab, and your ARV is going to be 155000 This will rent for about $1,300. I believe the 110, we can work on the 110, but 118, fantastic zip code. Um, yeah. I'm actually under contract with two there now. Uh, so I'm looking to the expand in 118. 5009 Bringlewood Cove, 38118, three bedroom, two bath, 1383 square feet, 110,000. There's about 25,000 in rehab, and then your ARV is going to be 155. Burr, burr, burr all day. Um, Today, we're going to talk about how to work with the CrestCore brokerage. Um, I am getting more and more calls. Yep. Thank goodness from you folks listening to the podcast. Yes. I'm getting uh, national calls. Uh, we're apparently uh, expanding <laughs> our reach to this podcast, yeah, which is amazing great. and grateful. And we're so happy to be able to bring this to you guys, especially I got a call last week, new client, Canada. Awesome. So yeah. really happy to have some international investors um, take part of this. So I thought today we'd talk about how to work with me and the team. Okay. Um, it's not super complicated. I think once we go through it, people will just be like, oh, okay, you know, no yeah. big deal. Yeah, so yeah. Um, let's kind of dive into that. I, I, you know, I'm going to let you ask some questions. One of the main things that, that um, I try to do, and I'll give you a little bit of a philosophy and kind of my thought, and then okay. if you've got questions, that'd be great. But I, I always have treated other investors exactly how I wanted to be treated. Okay. There are zip codes that I could send you guys mm. properties out here in the city that I could sell houses and earn a commission on um, that you have no business buying. Um, <laughs> other, other reps and other agents and other uh, uh, property sources will sell those properties. Um they will earn that commission and kind of move on, right? Those three areas I've talked about, there's there's several others, but I mean, the main three areas are, you know, some of those zip codes, 114, 106, and 126. It's just areas that I just don't care for. So I've tried to make that a little bit of a philosophy of mine of, I don't, I want to treat another investor how I would want someone mm -hmm. to treat me. So I don't send out those houses. I only send them out in areas that are, I would buy if I had, the means you've, if you've, if you're a client, you've heard me say that exact sentence, yep. right? Cause a lot oftentimes I'll say my competition with you, God, no, we're no. closing 50 houses this month. I can't yeah. buy them all. That's so right. no. Yep. So I, you know, I only send those types of houses out. 
I keep my nose clean that way. I keep uh, repeat clients come back that mm-hmm. way. I don't ever have to have the conversation of, man, you sold me that house. I've had nothing but headache over there. Now, not to say that you can't have a headache property in a good area, but I'm trying to play numbers in. I'm trying to play with history in the city, right? And stay in those areas. So that's, that's one main thing is I, I treat my other clients that from a property sourcing standpoint, the same way I'd want to be treated. Contractors, all of our uh, show sponsors and vendor partners that we have yeah. that I refer to you guys, I personally use. Right. right? Same. I'm Same. not, I'm not uh, using a different set of contractors that are much better than I'm not giving to you guys, right? Like you can ask everybody that we refer and we send over there, does Dean work with you guys? Yeah, the answer is yes. I close at Will Griffin and yep. at local. I use uh, City Light. I use yeah. uh, Nick and the, the the boys over there at uh, Memphis Creed and Lawson. You guys have heard of all of them. So yep. all of the Core people, Corlin, I've used management. 25 times. Property yep. management I use. Yep. So um. It's just really like a, I don't want to call it like a family, but this really is a group. I mean, we don't go outside of the group. And what I mean, the group is all encompassing of property locations, vendor partners, thought process, and who we're around. So we can get into some specifics of exactly how to work, but my philosophy all along has been that simple. It, it, yeah. it doesn't get any more complicated yeah. than that. And I've been able to build relationships and have people come back to the brokerage over and over again because of that philosophy. Yeah, and I think if you watch a couple of the podcasts, if you go back and look at the Zip Code episodes, you see what you just said. Yeah. You see you giving your unbiased, yeah. uh, maybe maybe biased in the sense of like your experience, Yeah. you know, opinion on the different parts of town, where to invest, yeah. and then what you've seen as you've done it personally and as you've worked with clients that hundreds of thousands, thousands of tens of thousands of deals and offers and inspections over a couple decades. Yes. Yeah. We've closed, I've closed, I I had a conversation a couple weeks back and it's it's a gaudy number, but I've closed over 3,500 investment properties. Congratulations. Yeah. About a seven year period. So Eight year period. Yeah, not to mention your previous, previous new houses, for, other for stuff. Forever. Yeah, this is that's just right. this is just that's investment, just investment deals that right. I, I believe we we kind of calculated that up to around thirty five hundred. So that's not that doesn't include the if I represented both sides. These are yeah. actual properties and transactions yeah. that we've gone through, and I'm happy to say I, I don't. Maybe not everyone went great, but I don't end these relationships poorly with with no. clients. That just yeah. doesn't happen that well, way, and it, I try it, to take pride in that. And not to mention that I'll toot your own home for a second. That you're having the best year you've ever had. Yes. Transaction-wise. Yeah. Because you're helping a lot of people this year. Yeah. So it, my, my point is that you wouldn't be getting better if you were doing getting worse. If you were getting worse. Or, yeah. So I'm trying congrats. to stay super consistent. But, Thank you. And I try yeah. to stay super, super consistent. And 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 I don't ever want to – it's it's always – I always made the decision that I'm, I'm never going to earn a commission or sell somebody a house that I don't feel 100% good about. They don't all turn out perfect because it is investing. But my point is, is on the initial front end, I just don't ever sell them. Yeah. Hey, I was wondering, like, what are, like, what are the characteristics of your best clients, the most successful clients? Like, when they come in, this is what I see people who do really well. When I have a conversation with somebody and they have already secured their financing, started an LLC, um, maybe talk to some lenders or, or, or closing title, I'm sorry, title companies here in town. 
and they have somewhat of a plan. Okay. I don't care if it's the wrong plan. What I like to see in that client is that they've begun to put a plan together. When you come to me and you say, Hey, I have no idea what to do, but I want to get involved here. It's, it makes it difficult for me to really narrow it down. Cause the first thing I'm going to tell you is you need to educate yourself on the city. You need to line up your financing and you need to talk to property managers. You need to call Crestcord and find out what's yeah, going yeah, how to, yeah, how yeah. do, how do I work with you when this happens? Those are the best clients. They've already done some research. They're way ahead. They already know the things that they're going to have to set up. We've done the build your team podcast probably eight times over the years, yeah, right? Yeah. When they've listened to that and they've acted on that, those are the best clients. And I guess the flip side is, is, is when they have no clue whatsoever of anything. Now, if they have, you know, <laughs> this is kind of the fine line. Like if you have no clue about anything and you just want to fully trust the process, that's okay. Okay. What I don't like is if you if you yeah. don't have any idea about the process and you ask me what's going on and then I t- kind of tell you what's going on and then and then you, you kind of <laughs> don't like that I'm like well then you know that sounds like my kids <laughs> yeah sounds like I'm talking to my kids right my brother's sister's kids or whatever <laughs> nerve wracking you're the so my my thing is like if you've got a plan in place and I'm here to help you execute it you and I are gonna be great yeah. You know, yeah. I can help you create that plan. That's one. Don't 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 get it wrong. Don't don't feel like you've got to come to me and have exactly what I want to do. I don't care. I'm a chameleon. I'll do whatever you want to do. Let's just have a plan. Like, gotcha. Come at me with a. It's kind of like your your nephew coming to you wanting to borrow five thousand dollars to start a lawn service, and all he did was come to you and say, "Hey, can I have five grand?" But if he came to you with the pricing I of need a lawnmower and a trailer, and do some he, marketing, he and did some research and he came to you and asked yeah, for five grand, go. you get him, give him five grand. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna give him five grand. And you're you not- might say, Hey, no, you need 10 grand or Hey, no, I got you here two and a half. We can do this and this and this. Perfect this. example. Yeah, that's right. Good. Yeah. I just, and, and, and he might have the wrong ideas of the lawn service. Right. But yeah. at least the, my little nephew came with a plan. So he's yeah. at least thought this out. He's serious about it. Yeah. Because I can't tell you how many investors come in here. They buy one house and they're like, Dean, I'm, I hate this. I'm like, well, you do what? Mm-hmm. Sell it for what I'm, what I bought it for. Right. So we get into that scenario and it's like, Hey, I need, I, if you're bought in and you truly buy into the long-term rental game and you have a plan in place, whether it's not the right. plan we're going to execute, but just a plan, that's the client. Gotcha. So that's, and when I think this was a couple of episodes ago where we said something effective, it was like, hey, you got to answer this question. Like, why am I getting into long-term rentals? That's it. You know, I'm getting into long-term rentals because, and then fill out that, the answer to that question of why you're getting in or how do you complete that sentence. So if somebody comes to you with that, that's, oh, <laughs> don't ask me to answer that one. I yeah. can't answer that question for you. I do it. Do people come in without that answer? Uh-huh. Or do they come in? They're like, hey, I know I want to get into rentals because I want to do, I, I want financial freedom. I want to build wealth. I want some excess cash flow. I want to diversify my portfolio. I need this so that I can do that. Do they all have that, but then they don't have the plan? Or do you have people who are like, ah, you know, rentals sound good. 50-50. Oh man. 50% say, Hey, I want this for passive income later. I'm trying, I had a guy yesterday I talked to who said, 
my wife wants to retire out of her job. Uh, it's ten thousand dollars a month in income. I need to replace that income. I'm shooting. I love and, that. And him, I was gonna in 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 this many years and all. And it's like, oh, we can you can work with that. Love that. The guy. more specifics and the better plan and the bigger the more reasons, the bigger why, the bigger purpose, the better. The fuzzy. The hey, I, I want to get into this. I love. I, I want how much cash flow. Like okay, great. That's an important question. But it's like you if you're if you're wanting to it's an immediate gratification or you're not looking way out into the future like long term bond holding for you maybe maybe airbnbs or there's maybe some something else fix some flips something. something which we do that as yeah, well yeah we can help but but, but the long term you need to have that why i love that question i think that should stick with this why rephrase that question again you said i'm investing in long term real estate because. because you know why why well you know i'm getting into long term rentals because, Why? or I'm getting into long-term rentals so that I can do that. I've talked about it myself. Yeah. Like I got into long-term rentals. I was, I moved back to Memphis yep. to work with a startup. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be a Zillow type real estate yeah. technology company with Mr. Stevenson. Yep. You know, those yep. guys yep. doing AVMs and kind of Zillow stuff. But, but that was, that was too much for me. It was too much of a horse race, but I wanted to be on the business side. Mm -hmm. And I got introduced to rentals because we were working with residential real estate yep. agents all day, every day, and understood the, stood the the investment part. And then so I got turned on to rentals, and I was like, oh, rentals can help me get to where I want to go in business. Yep. And so I so I filled that sentence out of like, I got into long-term rentals so that I could have a foundation from which to operate. And that, praise the Lord, that's what happened. You know, it's like, I didn't see it going this way with some of the stuff I'm doing now, but absolutely saw that long-term rentals would be the foundation for that. And they have, and it's awesome. Years and years ago, I witnessed several older agents over 55 that I was yep. colleagues with. I know where this is going. Yeah. And they had no... They had no, they had no plan, no plan. And they were 55. Some of them, a couple of them were 60. I knew them well, fairly young still, right? That's not old, fairly young, but they were having to get up on Saturday morning and show up in Cordova at nine 30 to show a first time home buyer, $150,000 house. They're living paycheck to paycheck, commission to commission, month to month, deal to deal. They needed that $4,500 in their life. And there's nothing wrong with that right? No. Everyone needs to work and earn money. Yeah. Here's my, my issue with that. I was young at the time, still young. You know? <laughs> <laughs> my wife says so, but anyway, yeah. so I, I was young looking at that agent going, I'm young and I don't want to go there at nine 30 on Saturday morning. I dang sure don't want to have to depend on doing that. I'm a 1099 contractor and always have been. I have no 401k. I have no retirement. I have nothing like that that's offered yep. or given. So I immediately had to start to think, what yep. am I going to do? I didn't know it. When I first saw that, I didn't know it was rentals. That's right. Because it was happened yeah, so early. Right. But as I began to mature in my business, I I refused to do, do that. Do what you know. I refused yeah. to do that. I know so many agents out there right now that if they would watch this and begin to set themselves up, they can stop doing this long, long, long before they want to, yeah. right? Or after they want uh, to, right? or, they, or they have to. Yeah. So, but long before they've got. Yes. So I, th that's how I started and why, and now it's dwarfed into. But you knew my why, thing. and so yeah. when you have clients, 
who come with the why and reasons and here's yeah. why and they can in- answer that sentence. Wow, that those are the success. And that's what we're trying to do is like, hey, if you want to be successful and you're trying to just get into this, think through these questions, yeah. have these answers so that when you come to Dean, you can do it. Yeah. You, you can hit the ground and you can make them successful because yeah, it's, it's all about making them successful. This isn't about making you successful. No, no. we're working. A, I'm a tour guide. Go ahead. I, 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 no, I was like, I, I always describe it. I was like, I, I think like, man, you know how when people climb Mount Everest, mm-hmm. they hire like the Sherpas to mm-hmm. kind of guide them and do all the grunt work, like yep. set up camp and carry all the equipment and stuff. I'm like, that's what we do for real estate investors. You know, I'm like, every day you're helping people buy and sell property so they can get to the top of their investing mountain. Yes. So, and then. We're not the know-all be-all. I've never pretended to be the know-all be-all, but I do pretend to know exactly how I'm investing and how it works. And we share it on here. And I share it in the brokerage. You guys have met Monica and Julius. If you're working with them, they have the same philosophy. We're. Uh, none of us are taking the stance of it's this way or the highway. So don't get it. I don't, I want to make sure that I get that. The plan that you come to me with doesn't have yeah. to be accurate. I don't necessarily care about that part of it. It's your thought process and your uh, demeanor and your attitude towards what we're doing. That is most important. And it doesn't have to be your plan. No, God, I don't care or, what or, we're or, doing. Do, or does everybody have the same plan? No, I've got some people that are like, hey, I want my 10 Fannie Mae Freddie Max on 30-year loans. I, you know, let's get them out there. I'll refinance it when it gets lower or whatever. That's not my plan. Okay, right. I got some investors that want multifamily. We talked about that on the last podcast, yeah. right? I've just had a call before we came in here to, to do this podcast about a 20-unit property on Poplar Avenue. It's like, I don't, I'm, I'm here to tell you that the different plans are fine, doesn't matter to me one bit. It's let's have a, a plan and a reason and the why. That's mm-hmm. what I love about it. Mm-hmm. More important than having all the details worked out. Yeah, because we can hammer those out as we're learning, right? That's what I kind of tell people. Like, you know, one of the questions I get oftentimes is, how do I start? Like, what do you like? Be specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be specific. I, you know, how do you start? I, I, I tell every buyer every single time if you come in and you say, hey, I don't know how to start, start easy. Start simple. Let's don't take many risks. What I mean by that is a higher end property that isn't going to get you a lot of cash flow or money. You're not going to retire on it, but you're going to learn everybody. You're going to learn me. You're going to learn property management. You're going to learn your title company and the general contractors. And you're just going to get a feel for Memphis. You're going to be talking more Memphis, researching more Memphis. And that's what you want to do if you're going to be a long time buy and hold here. Don't you feel like you and I have got our thumb on just about everything in this city? Yes. Right. And that's how you should be if you plan to build a portfolio here. And, and part of it is that we want to use this podcast to do that. And so, I mean, send that out. If you're clients, hey, this is what we owe you in the sense of we want you to have this information so you can stay informed. I have never in, this is 2013 or 23, I have in, in eight years of doing this, I've never one time asked for money. I've never sold anything on here. Part of my little spiel that I give buyers is like, I tell them about the, uh, the podcast and I'm like, Hey, I'm not selling t-shirts or hats on there. This is an informational podcast. Yes. I don't have any, you know, the financial gain is when you guys call and buy houses from us. This is really set up to get out all the information I can Yes. to all of our investors. And you just said that like, you don't make money. You don't earn a commission unless they get the client, you get what you want. 100%. So yeah, it's, it's like, never, if you're selling, 
Dean doesn't get paid until the property sells. 100%. If you're buying, Dean doesn't get paid until you get the property that you want. I get this question. Am I too small for you? Am I too small of an investor? Do uh, you have uh, time to, I mean, like you're, do you have time to, to spend with me? Yeah, that's what we do here. That's yeah, right. That's what we do. I mean, that's, that's why I provide all this education and all this information. Am I going to hang out on the phone with you for four hours a day? No, but am I going to provide all of the data and all of the information and processes that it takes to be successful here? Yes. yes. You're going to, so you're, you're going to put all of your resource behind you. So no matter, no matter where you are starting or how far you get, you will all, you, you will always help them. I get a question. Yes. I get a question yeah. I get this one too. And then we'll, we'll kind of wrap this up. Okay. You know, I don't like these podcasts. No, I mean, I think ourselves. it's helpful for people to yeah. hear and understand. Yeah. I get the question a lot of how, you know, when we make an offer, um, you know, how does that work? I'm not, okay. I don't, I won't go through the entire thing detail by detail here, but a simple outline or a, or a highlight of how that process works. We make an offer in our market. These houses that are desirable still sell quick. Yes. Most of them right now are vacant that are on the market that I have listed. There's some others that are occupied. We handle it a little bit different, but we make that offer. We do it right away. We assume some rehab, 25 grand, whatever I was telling you kind of in the deal of the week. We get it under contract. We're going to send our GC out there to verify that process. For $200, it'll we'll give you 150 pictures of video and a line itemized rehab okay. bid. Okay. If you hire them to do the job, they're going to give you that $200 back. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just cover their time. Yep. You're going to then decide with you and I as the investor, if we're going to keep the property, we know how much the rehab is. We know all the taxes. We know the, you know, everything at that point decide if we keep it. Monica and the team are going to take you to close. They'll get you integrated with property management. They're literally going to handle every step, every way through. Okay. Mm -hmm. My entire business is set up for the out-of-state investor. I don't have any yeah. in the city investors. I have four, I think. Yeah. Right. I, yeah. The whole business is just set up for out-of-state investors. It's just my client base. Okay. So everything that we do, the title company, they send you a mobile notary and they close. Property management is used to working with people all over the world. All right? over the world. Yeah. So it's all it's yeah. all done digitally. So I guess just to kind of summarize that is everything that we do and say and think and our every process that's set up in that brokerage is set up for the out-of-state investor. The information that I give you and I talk about only comes from me being an investor. I don't right. talk about 100 unit multifamily properties on here. Yeah. You no, know why? Me either. Because I don't have any 100 multifamily. Yeah, and I just don't understand it yeah. necessarily in the grid of it how that works yeah. well enough to come on here and tell you how to that's do right. it. Right. I, I'm the, you know, I'm the same way. But so I like to talk about what I know. What I know. And, that's all, and you and I like to talk about what we know and share that. And we're still, oftentimes we're here sharing our conversation with you. That's, I mean, that's what we're doing. We literally repeat what we talk about before we come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We have a meeting about this and we sit here and we talk about our topic and we literally come on here and repeat it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I don't That's have right. anything else to really add about the brokerage and how to work with this. If you have further questions after that, Dean at crestcore.com, I'll set up a call with you. I can answer any questions on there. This podcast again is another way to probably answer some of those questions before That's you come to me. Say. So take a look, go through, go through the list and see some of the topics we save everything on there. Uh, but maybe before you call, see if there's some questions that you can answer on your own. That'll be awesome. Uh, and then set up a time we can talk and see if you if you're a good fit and and uh, go from there. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like, if you want to learn more, kind of subscribe to the podcast. If you're ready to act, call Dean, email Dean. Appreciate you. Thanks for your time. We'll see you next week.